0: Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast, and here's the Queen herself, Registered Dietitian Heather Klug.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, Registered Dietitian with the Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center. And with me today is Bethany DeBrew-Adams, our Health Communications Coordinator. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Heather. All right, Bethany. So today we are digging into <gasps> the hobby of gardening.
0: Yay! Why you ask?
1: Because a task that once seemed like an awful chore to some of us when we were kids—that was me, me too—is actually a fun hobby as adults, and it has loads of benefits for your heart. So let's get to dishing the dirt <laughs> Ha-ha, about getting your hands dirty in the garden. Bethany, I know you like to garden, but Mm -hmm. has it always been that way? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. um, When I was a kid, I absolutely hated when my dad made me work in the yard or in the garden. And it seemed to be a lot. Like... For some reason, that must have been something that in parenting school or whatever, they were like, oh, little kids love to help in the yard and help in the garden. (laughs) Because usually I had to pull weeds. Oh. And I absolutely just hated, hated that. does any kid want to pull weeds? Probably not. I don't think the adults wanted to pull the weeds. No. like, let's make the kids do it. I was going to say, that's why they had kids. So the kids can pull the weeds. (laughs) But uh, when I was really little, like I want to say from when I was about 4 to about 8 or 9 we actually had a vegetable garden mm, too yeah i think that was like i think that was also supposedly an educational experience sure. for us mm-hmm. so one of my jobs would be to go out to the garden to pick you know either peas or beans or tomatoes or something and bring them into the house and that i liked yeah because i i just remember like Picking peas and then eating the peas right out of the pod, or like eating the tomatoes right off the vine. Yeah. Which I realized, yeah, you're supposed to wash it and everything, but I was a kid and so dirt right. didn't matter.
1: Oh yeah. So we totally
0: just ate stuff right out of the garden back we then. We used to drink from the garden hose <laughs> yeah, too. That's so true. you know nobody does that yeah. anymore. Yeah. But what about you? You said you didn't really like it when you were little. Well,
1: no, because it was mostly pulling weeds. Yeah. Kind of like you. It's all the
0: hard labor that they make I know. the kids do. Yeah.
1: We didn't grow vegetables though. I had okay. some neighbors down the block that did that. And I always mm-hmm. liked, you know, going out there and picking the vegetables. I thought that was kind of cool. And like you, we'd eat them straight out of the ground, yeah. you know. We didn't worry about the dirt and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Although it's probably good for your microbiome. So it's good we weren't always cleaning it's off probably the probably why dirt. we're
0: so robust with our immunity, There we right? go. We're
1: very robust, yes. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I didn't like it. I mostly just didn't like all the bugs that were in the dirt. <laughs> I remember complaining about that all the time. Ew. Ew there's all these bugs. <laughs> Except for I like the worms. I was fascinated by worms. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Most kids I know, they go through a worm phase anyway, where yeah. they're like kind of obsessed with them.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that's my history with it. So I didn't really like it then. I do a little bit more now. We can get into that in a little bit. But what about for you now?
0: You actually like gardening, it seems. So what I do. changed? I do. Well, I think it was the big thing that I always said would never change. And that was... We bought a house Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, it'll be different when it's your own house. And I was like, no, it won't. Well, yeah, guess what? It was. We bought a house that has Mm -hmm. a really, the people who lived there before us really must have liked to garden and, you know, it has a beautiful yard. And so we inherited a lot of nice perennial plants and stuff like that. So the first summer, first two summers was kind of like, let's see what grows so we know what we have that comes back every year. Yeah. And then... In 2020, we were home because it was quarantine, and my husband and I were like, Hey, we want to make a nice yard because we like to spend a lot of time outside and Mm -hmm. whatever. And so he built a lot of extra like little flower beds and flower pots and stuff like that. And we just planted a bunch of seeds and stuck them all over the place and stuff. So Mm -hmm. and that was a good experiment. Things actually grew. I was stunned. (laughs) So this year I've moved into like a little more planning of I want this here and I want that there and I'm doing Mm -hmm. a little more container gardening. Okay. You know, actually putting colors together and flowers together and all of that stuff. But now I've I've found that my stress relief comes from weeding. All that weeding I did as a kid Hmm. and hated, now I'm like obsessed. If I've had a bad day, I will go out in the yard and weed or deadhead. Okay. You know, those are the two things where you you feel just a sense of, like, accomplishment. Yeah. Like, things look like I'm making a difference. I'm improving things. When the world is out of kilter, I can weed my garden. Yeah. And it makes me feel better. So
1: it's a a way of nurturing, too. It is. It's it's taking care of something. So I can see that as well.
0: But for me, I can't grow a plant in the house. Like, growing (laughs) something inside is, like, impossible for me to do. So... Being able to grow plants and flowers outside is the most exciting thing in the world <laughs> because I somehow it's feel... a little bit of success. Holy huh? cow, I can accomplish something. <laughs> so now you mentioned you... Kind of like to garden, so
1: yeah, kind of.
0: (laughs) I still don't love it because I'd rather
1: just I like being outside too, but I'd I'd rather play in my yard, like yard games, or I'd rather just go for a walk somewhere or something. But I do find sort of like you now that I have my own house, Mm -hmm. it is different. Yeah, I don't know why that is. It's like you want it to look nice. I I spent the money on it. I like the curb appeal. I like our yard to look nice. You have a nice yard.
0: You have a big yard. Yeah.
1: And I have found that even though, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a master gardener or anything. I do okay. But I find that it's almost like, you know, the weeding and stuff because we have a lot of daylilies and I got to you know weed out the dead oh yeah. on the bottom and stuff and I find it's a good amount of like me time because it's usually just me out there oh doing nobody wants it to help because the kids don't want to come out and help <laughs> I suppose I could make them do that that would probably be good for them but I find for me it's sort of like for you it is that little bit of stress relief mm-hmm. and I find oh my mind can just wander I just end up thinking about things or I process stuff it's almost like I'm having a conversation in my head like if I were to talk about something with people right I'd be like oh I wonder what they would say about that and then I'm having like probably sounds like I'm a little crazy you could talk to your plants and that would
0: probably help them to grow even more yeah maybe I should talk to them
1: (laughs) it's a good form of stress relief so I agree I sort of like it now I agree yeah and I think it's interesting that so many studies have shown that gardening can be great for your health in so many ways there was a study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine that found that people who engage in activities like gardening for less than one hour a week Reduce their risk of death from heart disease by 12%. Which is not an insignificant number. Not too shabby, yeah. Even better, those who engaged in those activities for two hours a week or more reduced their risk of death from heart disease by 37%. That's more than double. Now that's a significant number. Yes. In fact, gardening was found to have as many health benefits as regular, more intense exercise. And that's just the start of the health benefits
0: of gardening. Definitely it is. For example, a 2017 review of over 20 studies found that regular gardening reduces tension, like we talked about, as well as anger, which Mm -hmm. is helpful, fatigue, (laughs) and anxiety. And in one small study, researchers compared outdoor gardening to reading indoors as a means of stress relief. Kind of an Mm -hmm. odd comparison, but... After 30 minutes, both groups reported better moods, but cortisol tests showed that stress levels had dropped much more for the gardeners, and their happier moods actually lasted longer than those of the readers. And now you know that I'm a big reader, too, Mm -hmm. so this was particularly interesting to me. And I thought about it, you know, I I don't know if I read for stress relief, though. Yeah. I think I might read when I'm stressed, Mm. (laughs) but... I think I also do feel less stressed after gardening than I would after sitting down and reading a book. Yeah, I mean,
1: I could see that. If you're gardening outside, you're getting the added benefits of fresh air and sunshine. Plus, you're doing something physically active. And while gardening works your major muscle groups, it also has been shown to increase hand strength in older people as well, Mm -hmm. something folks may lose as they age. This
0: can help boost independence and self-esteem as well. And that is very nice because it segues really well into what I was going to say. The fact is that studies have shown that gardening improves feelings of satisfaction with life. Gardening boosts positive emotions, and it reduces feelings of depression and loneliness in those who garden versus those who don't. Hmm. So one of the ways this can happen is that gardening, it nourishes your senses, which sounds a little woo-woo. Yeah. But yeah. the colors, the smells, the textures sticking your hands in that dirt, all of these things can help you feel more positive and more grounded. Hmm. I know. You're looking at me like I'm insane. No, no, that makes sense to me. You know how they found that out? I'll give you a fun little fact. NASA decided that they wanted to help the astronauts on the space station kind of get through these dark, Periods of time that they're up there. You know, there's not always a lot to do in space. So they had them conduct growing experiments. They were growing sunflowers and, you know, some vegetables and some other things. And the astronauts reported feeling excited to see Mm. their plants grow. And it gave them something bright to look forward to seeing each day because I'm sure nothing is brightly painted on the International <laughs> Space Station, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. But, you know, these things, they lift your spirits and you feel a little more positive. Yeah, well, that's really cool. All
1: right. And lastly, my favorite health benefit of gardening, it encourages people to eat more fruits, vegetables, and fresh which is what
0: you're always encouraging people to do
1: there's just a sense of satisfaction of eating something that you grew from a little seed (laughs) in your own garden and people are more likely to try something new that they grew themselves Mm -hmm. which can lead you to a whole other variety of you know different vegetables that you may
0: never have thought of before right Now I wanna talk a little bit about how good of a workout gardening is because we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I don't think most people tend to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we think of yard work, which is kind of like separate from gardening, raking leaves, mowing your lawn, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, We
0: think of that as good exercise, rightfully so, because Mm -hmm. if you've raked your yard before, you know it's a workout. Yeah, But even the smaller things you do to grow and maintain, even the smallest of gardens counts. So in a simple 30-minute gardening session, the calorie expenditures for your average 155-pound person stand up to comparable time spent on other activities. So I want to give you a few examples. These might surprise you a little bit. All right. So planting seedlings or raking your lawn burns 149 calories in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's the same as a 30-minute session of water aerobics or Hatha yoga. Weeding, the almighty weeding, (laughs) burns 172 calories in 30 minutes, which is more than you'd burn doing a half hour of calisthenics. Okay. Digging and spading garden soil burns 186 calories in 30 minutes. And that's about the same as playing softball. Plus, you're getting a combination of weightlifting and aerobic exercise, too. So that Mm -hmm. one's, you get a double whammy. Right. And we talked about mowing your lawn. So if you do it with a push mower, not a riding mower, (laughs) but a push mower, it's going to torch 205 calories in 30 minutes. And that's equal to a low-impact aerobics class, or and you can share this with your husband, or a round of golf while carrying your own clubs.
1: Sure, I'll see if that convinces him to get rid of the <laughs> riding lawnmower. And <laughs> it's just like
0: doing a round of golf. It's like golf. <laughs> In fact, you can actually burn about 133 calories doing an hour of light gardening, and that's more than walking at a moderate pace. Oh, okay. So,
1: well, that's even more calories burned than I thought it would be. Right. That's, yeah, that's pretty nice. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the healthy foods people can plant. Yes. Now everyone's space is different. So I know that not everyone can plant everything. But even if you have a smaller outside space, like a balcony or Mm -hmm. a small patio,
0: there are many plants you can grow in pots and enjoy as well. Pots or raised beds or even growing tables can be great places to squeeze in some healthy foods. And they're all different sizes and shapes. So you can find them to fit even the tightest spaces, I think.
1: Right. And those raised beds and growing tables are super popular right now. You like might not big. you might not be mm-hmm. able to find one yeah. right now but there are a lot of different vegetables and fruits you can choose from but there are five that are not only super healthy for your heart, but they are also popular to grow around here, at least in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so they are pretty easy to find as well. Okay. We'll start with the first one, which is tomatoes. Yes. Yes. Everybody grows tomatoes. Yes. They're pretty easy to grow for the most part. Yes. And you get a lot. You do get a lot. Don't do what our family did. Our kids were little and we bought way too many tomatoes. We're like, we'll get some of these and some of these and some of these. We have... (laughs) like four or five different kinds and we're like oh we'll get like three plants of each oh my gosh because we didn't know and then we're like (gasps) oh once they came in yeah it was so many tomatoes but anyway tomatoes contain lycopene which is an antioxidant that can help lower both ldl cholesterol and blood pressure awesome and fun fact for everybody tomatoes if you cut it open you'll notice there are four chambers just like there are four chambers for your heart oh so sometimes the foods we eat look exactly (gasps) like the organs they're supposed to help look at that i find that kind of cool so they're super healthy for your heart. very poetic yes (laughs) all right next one is broccoli spinach and other leafy greens These veggies give you a solid dose of vitamin K, which helps protect your arteries. They are also high in dietary nitrates, which have been shown to lower blood pressure. And decrease stiffness in arteries. In Mm -hmm. fact, they release a substance called nitric oxide, and that's what allows your blood vessels to open up and dilate. Okay, so kind of cool. All right, the third vegetable is rhubarb.
0: My mom loves rhubarb. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. You tell your mom it's full of fiber, (laughs) which can help lower (laughs) cholesterol levels. It also contains some of the same antioxidants that are found in kale and red
0: wine. So everybody, put down that glass of red wine and (laughs) pick up the rhubarb instead. Sure, sure. Not sure that's going to happen with everybody.
1: (laughs) But one thing everybody should know if you do grow rhubarb, the tops of them, like the, what would you call that? The leaves? The leaves. Mm -hmm. They're poisonous. Keep your pets away. Yeah, so be careful with that one and don't eat those. Okay, Eat the actual rhubarb part. All right, fourth one is zucchini. This vegetable is packed with vitamins A and C, potassium, fiber, and folate, all of which help reduce blood pressure and cholesterol. And they're Bethany's favorite vegetable. (laughs) And she's making faces at me. I like zucchini. It's not my favorite, but I I like it. Lots of people like zucchini. Yes. I just don't. All right. The last one is my favorite, and that is carrots. Mm. Mm, I love carrots. Me too. The purple dragon and atomic red varieties have been bred to contain more heart-healthy
0: lycopene than the simple orange variety. I have a very specific memory of carrots when I was a kid because we would grow carrots in our garden. Mm -hmm. And carrots are one of those plants that you see like the fronds come up first. Yeah. And as a kid, you think, oh my gosh, the fronds are up. That must mean the carrot's ready. And I would pick it, and the carrot would be like the size of my pinky fingernail. And my dad would have to explain to me, like, no, you have to let it sit for a little while. It has to grow. And I just could not wrap my head around it. I know. So sad. But lesson
1: learned. That's how you learn. Can I add one more thing about carrots? Sure. I think the original carrots were actually purple carrots, if I'm remembering correctly. Really? Yeah. And now you can find the different colored carrots. Yes, you can carrots. buy like yeah. the mixed blend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't tried some of those different colored carrots, give them a go.
0: Definitely. Well, we started growing tomatoes and lettuce this summer. We did not purchase as many tomato plants as you did. <laughs> we purchased three different kinds. So hopefully that's more than, I'm sure it'll be more than enough. But mm-hmm. the lettuce we're growing is really, it's like embarrassingly easy to grow. Okay. Like I was shocked by how easy the lettuces to grow it's more a matter of picking it often enough so it doesn't get like funny and mushy underneath which is kind of gross yeah and you know that leads me to our last topic here and that is that it is not too late to plant Okay. So yes, we're deep into summer right now, but even here in Milwaukee, we're we're in zone five. Mm-hmm. You can find whatever planting zone you're in online. There are still things that we can plant from seed and expect to see something we can harvest before our first frost, which here tends to come usually between the end of September, or maybe early October. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, this is also where planting in pots, like we mentioned, can help because they can extend your growing season. If you're going to get a frost, you can easily pick them up, bring them in the house, put them in the garage, whatever, so they don't get nipped by jack frost. Well,
1: that's good to know for, you know, the Mm -hmm. garden newbies out there. So try it. Yes. Now, if any of our listeners are wanting to plant some of their own fresh vegetables right now, what are the ones that are going to
0: give... Them the best chance of a harvest in the next few months? Great question. And there's actually quite a few. So I'm going to have to kind of read these quickly for time okay. here. So your list includes beans, beets, carrots, chard, garlic, lettuce, mustard, onions, English peas, sugar snap peas, potatoes, radishes, spinach, turnips, basil, cilantro, and parsley. Mm, you're right. That is a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what about any flowers? Are there any that are worth planting this
0: late in the season? I know they tend to take a little longer to come to flower. Right. Believe it or not, there actually are. You know, usually by this time in the summer, you can attest to this. Most people's flowers are starting to look a little sad and ravaged. and mm-hmm. Some of them just look like they're done. They're dead. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great time to kind of stick in a little color in places mm-hmm. where things are looking rough. You can either go to your local garden store and spend a few bucks on some annuals, you know, like the little plant, the little yeah. plantlings that yeah. are already started. Or you can plant some from seed. So if you're going to be bold and brave and plant some from seed, the ones that are going to give you the best chance of getting some flowers still this summer, marigolds, black eyed Susans, which you see a lot on the side of the road, asters, lantana, blanket flower, verbena, zinnia, hibiscus, which is Mm. actually a tropical flower. So you probably are going to have to bring that one in at the end of the summer globe amaranth, and then purple coneflower, which is really popular around here. Oh, yeah. I've planted the coneflower before. They're very hardy. Yes. (laughs) I have several of these in my garden, and I have to say, as far as bang for your color buck, zinnias and verbena give you lots of flowers and lots of color. Specifically, zinnias, you can get them in multitudes of colors, Mm -hmm. and they're just so pretty. And as long as you cut those flowers periodically, you know, make a little bouquet for yourself, bring them in the house. Or yeah. if you leave them, make sure you deadhead them every once in a while, which just means cutting off the dead flowers mm-hmm. They're just going to keep coming and they're yeah. going to give you flowers well into the fall. Nice. And if you love your pollinators, which you should, we all need to help encourage our pollinators yeah. to keep going. Butterflies and bees just love them,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, so you want to see that in your garden. Those are good ones to plant. We definitely want to support the bees. They yes. actually
1: pollinate a lot of our fruits and vegetables that we eat. Yes. So if you like almonds, <laughs> especially. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we you know encourage bees we could do a whole other
0: podcast on almonds yeah that's
1: right all right all of this talk of gardening has me itching to get my hands in some soil now me too Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss a minute of our heart-healthy content. While you're on YouTube, check out my Summer Produce Series for some delicious recipe ideas. Mm -hmm. We appreciate all of our listeners, so tell a friend about our show. Yes. And as we always say...
0: Be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org. Like us on Facebook at Karen Yant Center and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.